The Why Me Project, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. We look back on something like The Passion of the Christ, and it's still probably one of the biggest films that talks about Jesus and his life and resurrection. Yes, but never has there been a series that has been able to be more than one series. And it's uh, really exciting to be a part of uh, just talking about The Chosen and what it is doing right now in culture. I think it's so important. Yeah, it's a global phenom. I mean, yeah. what, 600 different languages, 520 million uh, views per episode or something. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean... When we're given an opportunity to talk to somebody who's a part of The Chosen, uh, we say yes, please, as as quick as we possibly could. And we are so glad that uh, uh, Amber Shana Williams says uh, yes to us. So, uh, Amber, how are you? Great, Johnny. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to talk to you guys. We like to ask the skill testing question because we never know where it's going to go. Amber, who are you and where did you come from? <laughs> well, I am Amber Shin Williams, also a human in case anyone wasn't quite sure about that. Um, I come from Dallas, Texas, born and raised by I'm a military brat. So I've been a little bit of everywhere currently in uh, Madrid, Spain, where I spend most of my time. And I play Tamar, a uh, character on the Chosen TV series. Amazing. A, you're in Spain. B, Texas is like the little, or no, no. I guess Albert is the little sibling of Texas. So, uh, <laughs> oh, it's so wonderful to have you on the podcast today and just to talk a little bit about you and your life. And then, of course, being Tamara in The Chosen. Well, I'm really excited to get started with you guys today. Um, it's been quite a journey. It really has. <laughs> At what point did you, I mean, was acting always something that you wanted to do or is it something that kind of fell into your lap? I've always been a dreamer of sorts. And so it was something that I've wanted to do since I was quite young and I didn't really understand what it was. I just knew that I wanted to be like those people on TV and sing and dance and, and act. And from a very young age, I was doing all of those things. And my parents, I was cute for a bit. And they're like, that's great. Get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and what can you say when your parents do that? But do exactly what they said. So I went to college, got the degrees, went to nursing school, did all the things. And then um, someone very, very close to me that I love very much, a hero sort of in my life, was my, my grandfather. He he knew I'd done some things like some background work, a few commercials, and I was working really hard to try to just break into this thing before he died. Uh, maybe like a three or four days, he was like, oh, why aren't you acting? I was like, I got to work. Just like, you know what? I've worked hard enough in my life for you to do whatever it is that you want to do in yours. And it really hit home for me. And I was like, he's absolutely right. I quit my job. I left everything behind and I have never looked back. Oh, I love that so much, especially that your grandfather was so behind you because acting is a, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough slug for anybody, <laughs> let alone being a person of color and heading into, you know, Hollywood or any kind of acting world. It is not easy, but I'm sure you've seen a lot of changes just in the entertainment world when it comes to being a person of color, especially a female person of color. Um, and I just feel like there's now more opportunities, which, you know, also being a person of color, having daughters, it is so exciting that my daughters can now watch TV and see people that look like them. 
What is it like for you to be a part of this? I want to say one of the initial waves of women who are not white and getting to represent our culture, the way we look on the big and little screen. And there's so many things I can say about that. I first of all, I never expected in a hundred million years. I was just like, I'm really happy to finally have a job and be working. Um, um, I got this audition once in Spain and I was just like, oh, this is great. Oh, they want me for this. What is this about? And I was like, wait a minute. It's another one of those Jesus shows and <laughs> I've done them before. But, I, you know, we've all come a, a, accustomed to a certain quality and caliber that a lot of the, the, the shows are made in and mm. kind of is the tone that they're in. And as you mentioned, President of the Christ came in. I was just like, well, look how we can do this really differently. And so I watched the first episodes and I was like wait a minute this is not what I expected it's actually pretty good the cinematography is fantastic the acting's phenomenal let me go ahead and go for this um and once of, of course I, I took on the role of Tamar it's evolved so much since the beginning I started to get a lot of feedback from people who look like me mm. um she came in and she was the other. And I feel like a lot of us have felt like that when we walk in rooms and we're on faces that look like ours when we get in there and the adjustment and the, the belong, trying to find, you know, where you belong in that space and feeling so much like, you know, intimidated and imposter syndrome, all of that come, comes along, comes with the territory. But it's also really beautiful because as you mentioned before, I didn't really see myself in these blended spaces. It was like they had their space, we had ours. Yeah. In real life, everything is kind of kind of convoluted and we're all kind of on this same journey <laughs> together. Why can't we tell these more authentic stories? And I was really blessed to be able to be a part of that. And I hear it every single day and it makes it, it's a responsibility. I will say that it's quite a responsibility because it's something like one, one thing that I didn't plan. And also to know that people are looking for you as that t- towards you as that representation. And what I love about what the chosen does with that rep- representation diversity is it's not gratuitous. It's not existing just to exist. It's yeah. Like, no. Yeah. This fundamental part of the story. You tell these stories truthfully. Everyone's story gets told, and you don't have to try to force pegs, you know, square pegs into round holes. It's it's going to to blend and 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 be beautiful because it's how it is. And and that's, that's what it's been like for me. <laughs> you, you had said that uh, she's the other. Um, you watch the first couple episodes. You're like, oh, my goodness, this is not exactly what I thought it was. Before I get to my question, I wanted to ask you, though. So you read for this role. Uh, when you find out, do they send you something or do they pay, they call you and be like, Amber, you have been the chosen. <laughs> awesome i'm gonna talk to dallas about making sure they hire everybody for the future season so i actually did not initially audition for i initially auditioned for fatina the woman at the well mm. episode eight season one and i read for that role and it was so crazy something you did like this colombian accent or something <laughs> i didn't know what they were looking for <laughs> um and then i guess they were like oh that's not bad and so they sent me Tamar and um, I read for her. And actually, this is the necklace that I wore with, for that audition because she references her necklace in, in that first conversation she has with me. Mm. And um, 
I did the audition in a British accent. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like me. I was like, random things. I just like to drop an accent here or there. I'm going to get whatever's coming out right now. Um, but it worked. And um, I ended up booking the role. And I and actually, I made no money from that. I decided that me being a part of the show was a little bit more important than me profiting off of it. I was just like, I really mm-hmm. like this show. The quality, the caliber, the storytelling. It's beautiful. And I want to be on it. So I bought my own flight from Madrid. And I called up family to see who I can stay with. And I rented my own cars to 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 be on the show for season one and also half of uh, most actually season two um, as well. And it's, I guess it paid off because here I am <laughs> um, and season four and we've seen quite the journey that um, Tamar has been on. And like a really fun fact um, is that in season one, Dallas came up to me and he's like, Amber, you have, he said, he goes, you have like incredible posture. And I was just <laughs> like, thank you. You know, my dad made sure of that. And he goes, you know, it's kind of like almost regal. I was like, I do feel like a princess in this. He goes, yes, but you're not. And he said it so seriously like that. And I was just like, oh. funny enough, in season three, what do we find out about tomorrow but that she's the daughter of a prince? And I'm like, just, you kind of influence your character and your character influences you. And it's just like a little beautiful kind of a blend that we 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 come into here. My follow-up then is that if she's the other, uh, you then see these episodes, you then travel because you want to be a part of this. What is day one on the set like? Because you now are, all these other people have been together. You're now the new person coming mm-hmm. in. It's really intimidating. And honestly, it helps feed into what the character was feeling. I, um, you know, walk into a room and my face is the only one that looks like mine and my voice is the only one that sounds like mine and I thought I was going to walk on set I, I, as I mentioned I was intimidated a bit of imposter syndrome like these are really good actors what am I doing here yeah. and I get there and I was kind of thrown because everyone was kind and immediately became vulnerable with me which made it a safe space for me to become vulnerable as well in order to connect with character and what she was going through and so yeah it was the shock of my life walking into that set and finding the, the people who are already there and established for the show um make time and space for me they would you know for example Jonathan would silence everyone and he would just have a moment to connect with me or they would step away they would take my hands and just stare at me in my eyes and just connect on you know just a just an emotional level from storyteller to storyteller and, and create this safe space for me to work in. And I can safely tell you that that's not a common thing that happens um, when we work as actors to, to find these kind of very giving and generous uh, people to work with. So I'm, I'm blessed in many ways. Yeah. With the character, Tamar, um, being a female in the Bible, there's always, I don't know, it just seems like sometimes we don't get to hear those stories as much as the male stories in um, the Bible and in Sunday school. And Tamar has a very fascinating story. So do you mind giving us the Cole's notes of who she is? Jesus meets Tamar on the side of the road picking flowers um, with the group that he has at that time. And one of the most beautiful things about that initial scene that we see her introduced is that he comes to her and meets her on her level and speaks her language, which is just a beautiful representation of how it really feels. 
And um, from that moment on, she realized he was special. And she witnesses his um, healing of the leper. And and that inspires her and drives her to bring her paralytic friend, lure him, rip the roof off first. <laughs> she is the ripper of roofs and, 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 and drops him down to be healed by Jesus. And we see her go from that moment of your faith is beautiful to like, I will follow him, which is direct quote season two. Like, I want to follow him. No, like you don't, no one asked her. No one in, invited, no one said you should do this. You just like, no, I, I want to follow him. And then we get to season three where she is finding the challenges that comes with making that decision to follow Jesus, the challenges and conflicts that come with being the other in a group, an established group like that. Where do I belong? How do I fit in? Um, how can I be useful? And we can find out how sometimes the bias that informs the decisions that we make on a daily basis can affect others. Like our, the bias, I act this way because of what I've been through, the trauma that I've experienced, but then going to be translated well by the person who, um, you know, who's on the opposite end of that. And we see that transition and the conflict and the resolution go on in season three. And by season four, without giving away too much, we get to see Tamar really settle into her space there. We see how she belongs in that group and the role that she now takes on now that she's there in a fixed part of this ministry. You talk about imposter syndrome and how Tamar may have felt that as well as, you know, being the other. You felt that heading onto the set. What have you done personally to be able to uh, just kind of push those negative voices beside you and to say, no, I'm not an imposter here. I belong here. How have you navigated those feelings? There is a certain amount of grace that you have to give yourself mm. as a human being. We are so hard on ourselves. We mm -hmm. don't allow ourselves to live and be present. And that's one of the ways I kind of fight my imposter syndrome, because a lot of it comes from the expectation of what is to come or, or a marriage to the destination. And, and, and instead of appreciating the journey while you're on it. And I have learned to, to do that a lot better than I used to. It's just like, I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't belong here. Someone would have spotted the imposter by now. <laughs> and also just continuing to give myself grace because no one on this planet existing right now. We know that one guy who, you know, resurrected after three days, but I'm talking about everybody else. We're not perfect. And there's something beautiful in that as well. And so I just remind myself of that. And I had a friend who also made me, she forced me, she held my head straight, forced me to look in the mirror. And she said, name three things that you love about yourself. And I was like, it should not be this difficult because I have so much overflowing love for everyone else. Why do I not spare any of that for myself? And that kind of helps me get through these moments. So when it comes to the show, how has it impacted you professionally? I think it's given me a bit of notoriety that I, I didn't expect or plan for. I thought it was going to be a one-off thing and I got to be a part of this and maybe got some good, you know, footage for my reel. Um, hmm. But what it's turned into is a following of these amazing human beings. Most of them have been with us since the beginning who are more or less 
the reason why we are where we are right now is because they wanted to see this show made and they paid it forward and they supported. And it's just looking, looking at myself now, it's just like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> How did I get here? And there's these really humbling, sober moments where you're just like, wow, I remember praying for this like 15, 10 years ago. And like, here you are living out prayers, not only that you've made for yourself, but that other people have made for you as well on your behalf, thinking of you and wanting your, your peace and prosperity and health. And I just, I'm really grateful for that. And it's, it's something that I try to remind myself on, on a daily basis, but like just the following, I wasn't expecting that. And sometimes, you know, you get a few very zealous, uh, you but overall everyone's been really great really supportive and even outside of the chosen they're just like you know we just want to see you succeed what to you then and i mean maybe there's a top three maybe there's a top five biggest surprises when it comes to uh you being a part of the chosen is it you know being on the set and that they created this set from from nothing into something or i don't want to put words in your mouth but can you think of some surprises that you're like oh my goodness i can't believe that insert whatever that may be i mean first of all yeah one of the biggest surprises was just being on the show to begin with like it's like i said i was intimidated i was feeling like who the heck am i to be on this great show which is kind of like the little show that could and now it's just like <laughs> it's it bested that mountain you know what I mean and and that shocked me for sure another thing that does shock me every day and you're absolutely right actually you hit it right on the nose is I'm walking onto these sets and I'm like wow it's so hard to to walk on that set and not feel like you're you're not in the first century do you know what I mean like you can taste the dry, salted fish in the air. It's real. Oh. That fish is real, especially when it gets hot. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever get a chance, please visit that because you're going to be wowed, um, especially the new uh, sound stage that they had built. It blows my mind every single day. I also say something that, that shocked me was how accessible uh, Dallas Jenkins is, is as a director. Actors and directors usually kind of have this tug of war that we do. Like, I, I feel like this is where we can go with this, especially when you're doing a character for someone. And the director's like, ah, actually, I think. And it's, so it's really nice to see how we can collaborate on that because we kind of do know our characters so well now, but we also need to, to remember the, the story that's being told. And so uh, as we get to grow and experience and play, he does keep us in, in our lane, but he also gives us helps us find the confidence that we often lack as actors and storytellers. We're always looking for validation from someone else, our peers, mm -hmm. fans, you know, someone to tell us that we're doing a good job and, you know, pat us on the back. And what he's doing is saying like, it's enough. I, you're enough. You, you have the ability to come and say this and do this. And if it works, it works. If not, we're going to figure out what does. And that's given me a level of confidence that I've never had as an artist before. I'm able to, to make decisions in a scene. <laughs> <laughs> never in a million years I've done that on another project. And, uh, um, and it's, it's, it's kind of given me a more solid base on who I am as an artist. And that was a shock. Last one before uh, Holly asks uh, her big skill testing question. 
And that is, is it exciting or disappointing knowing that there's only going to be seven seasons? Because when you go into, you look at TV shows, you're like, oh, I can't believe we got a second season. Or, oh, I can't believe we got a third. This one is stopping. So you kind of know where the end part is. So is it like, oh, that's good. We know that there's an end. Or is it, oh, maybe we should have done like 17 seasons of this. <laughs> Sometimes the best things leave you wanting more. Hmm. Um I can tell you it's 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 in the middle of those two things. It's it's bittersweet hmm. because you know that there is an end. And usually the, there's always a surprise and a shock with, oh, we're coming back or, oh, no, we're getting canceled or something like this. But we work outside of that scope and we're, you know, independent in all, all of the ways. Um, we we have this destination and this goal in mind. And I remember sitting there across the table from everyone. All the all the followers, and I'm looking at their faces, and yes, they're my friends, and yes, they're you know these actors. But in that moment, I saw them as the characters that they are. The cameras weren't even rolling, and a wave of emotion came over me, and I began I began to cry. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so emotional, <laughs> and I cried. I'm like, why am I crying? Because sometimes we have feelings that we can't identify, and I was able to pinpoint it, and I was just like, because this isn't going to be forever that I will be sitting across the table and I'm getting a little misty now, sitting across the table from these guys. I also know how the story ends for the people that they're portraying as well. And sometimes watching them work, especially like Jonathan, when he has a very passionate scene and I know the words that have deeper meaning that at the time, the followers don't really understand, but I do and you do. As, as as viewers, you know what that means when he says his time here is short. And and I'm watching him say that and I can't, you're thinking, oh, she's an actress, she's crying. No, that's real. That oh, and you you see that a lot with with me and Liz, especially and and, and Jordan too. He's one of he's a he's a crier like us. And we it's because we're listening. We're listening and we know where the story is going and it hurts. It's so, uh, I don't know, heart-wrenching and also such a triumph at the same time because we keep telling the story, the greatest story we told, and we, we keep telling it. And and I just know it ends, and I know I'm going to be really sad because I'm sad now. It's not even here yet. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but now we know that things are finite, just like the series. And I think that also that makes us appreciate them more as well, knowing that things don't last forever. And so as sad as I am now, thinking about the end, I'm also really happy that it existed in the first place. Yeah, that's the complicated thing about grief and gratitude. Yeah. <laughs> they like coexist. There's a marriage there. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how it works, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> With Kleenex and hot cocoa. <laughs> keeping Kleenex in business, to be honest. Like yeah. the show's fans are like keeping Kleenex in business because there's not an episode I can give her that one. All right. So this is the Why Me Project. And so we would like to know as you reflect on either your personal life or your time with the chosen, have you experienced any why me moments, whether in a valley or a mountaintop kind of moment of life? Holly, I feel like your goal is to make me cry today. No, um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, Johnny's is. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. There's some whimies. I feel like that to exist without it would be impossible. And there is some very deep and 
raw things that were covered in uh, like season three that I relate to on a molecular level. And mm. it was pretty recent. And I was just wondering why, why me? Why, why is this happening to me? Do you hate me? What's going on? Why? I, I thought I've, I thought I've been a good person. I thought I've done everything right. And what really, I really liked about season three, two, and how they kind of approached that question because it's really a thing that's carried through the season, actually. Although you are unique, the things that you go through are not. Someone has gone through that before and has come to the light of the other end. And for me, that light has been those who I have had in my life who have been praying for me and checking on me and people who have been um, creating this safe space for me to express how I truly feel. And it's been, it's been a journey, but there, like I said, there, there is light at the end of the tunnel and there is triumph waiting for you there. And that's what I found. And I also think that's what this series offers of the chosen offers healing, you know, beyond the trauma that we get from all the entertainment that we come across nowadays, it offers healing. And that's something to look forward to and, and to always hope. Was it worth the move from Madrid? That was a man. <laughs> and he was absolutely worth it because you know. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I've been to Barcelona, yeah. but not Madrid. Oh, yeah, I'm this is Holly. Red. I've traveled everywhere, Holly. Oh, I haven't. It's a friendlier New York. Okay. <laughs> and that's not a that's not a shade to my New Yorkers because they're awesome, but that's a smaller, friendlier New York. And um, yeah, I'm flying out to Thailand tomorrow. So travel all you can, okay, as much as you can. Well, uh, thechosen.tv is where you can find it. Season four, my goodness. Uh, the countdown is is on. Uh, Amber, this has been amazing. Thank you so very much for taking some time and uh, sharing your heart today. Thank you so much, Johnny and Holly, for having me here. I, it was a pleasure, all mine, sharing a little bit of my journey with you guys. Well, I started a new bucket list as to where I need to go, and that would be Texas. Yes, uh, let's throw in Madrid there as well. I just listen. We're going to world travel. There's people that we've talked to. Uh, Australia. There were some people. There's other places we need to visit. Let's just do it. I think so. That'd be fun. Any sponsors? Anyone? <laughs> we're taking the show on the road. Woo! That would be fun, actually. But I so appreciated Amber sharing her heart, her story. I'm anticipating a lot of bittersweetness when things come to your close with The Chosen. It has been yeah. an incredible, I want to say, gift to yeah. to people. It really has. There's something to be said when you have that many views, when you have that many people who are putting their money forward to you know a project like this, that obviously it struck a chord with somebody and it's like, oh yeah, we need this. Yeah. And not just one season or one episode. Let's really dive into Jesus and what it could have been like mm. being a part of the peripheral and then working your way in to a closer seat at Jesus's feet. So good. So thank you to uh, everyone who's made suggestions on us getting somebody from The Chosen. Uh, thank you for continually supporting us, whether it's on socials or downloading on places like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Yes, thank you to Graph Martin Communications for helping us today. And shout of out. course, shout out. You could always check us at faithstrongtoday.com. Yeah.